0: KNC and Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now, brought to you by 4, built for Texas, built for you. It is Dallas Cowboys owner and GM Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir.
2: Hey, Kevin, Corey, Mike. Uh, good to be on with you, and let's line them up.
0: All right, so we will start with this, with two games in the span of four days. I've always wondered, is this the most fun or the most stressful part of the season for you?
2: Well, uh... I I don't know that it's either. Uh, I will say this, that uh, our Thanksgiving Day game uh, has a life of its own and is such a a, a really great thing for the Dallas Cowboys, our fans, uh, frankly, for the NFL. And um, we will have as many as uh, 70 million people, 60 million people watching that game that normally wouldn't be watching a game, uh, but we'll be watching that one there on Thanksgiving Day. It's an honor to get to be a part of that. So, you know, from my standpoint, uh, that takes uh, on a little bit of a life of its own. From the standpoint of the players getting ready to go, uh, we uh, certainly uh, are going to be playing at home Thanksgiving Day. That's good with these two road games behind us uh, when we get to that point. So, uh, you know, all in all, uh, uh, I think we're acclimated to it. Uh, I want to be careful because we got people here that probably hadn't between players and coaches that might not have played, but one or two Thanksgiving games, so you don't want to sound like you've been playing it for 20, 30 years. But it's a great uh, event, and I think a plus for the Cowboys.
1: When, Jerry, did you, like, know the, the the magnitude of that game? Because you told us about when you were at the Cotton Bowl and you were watching that game, and you were like, I think I could do this, but before you bought the team, did you know that the Thanksgiving game would be this big of a deal every year?
2: No, I, I uh, candidly – uh, that's called content. That's the professional word for viewership and content. And that was um, a foreign word to me. I I really was just zeroing in on trying to figure out how to get in and uh, get in a position to be able to run the Cowboys for the rest of my life. And so uh, I didn't have that professional nuance about uh, uh, future eyeballs, future – Uh, ratings, those kinds of things. But boy, it didn't take us long to, didn't take me long to uh, get in it and uh, see how uh, valuable it is. I had uh, an interest in the Channel 4 uh, NBC affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, before I had the Cowboys. And had I known then, I still spent all my days drilling gas wells, oil wells. Had I known I was going to be doing what I'm doing now and be involved up to my ears in television, up to my ears in, uh, the, all the kinds of things, programming, all of that. Uh, I'd have paid a little more attention when I was involved in the ownership of that Channel Four.
1: Well, you're always welcome to come in turn here at the station, Jerry. If you ever want, <laughs> you know, some more, some more of that stuff. All right.
2: Well, I know this the uh, uh, the best one I've uh, about that is I did find out real quick that uh, you were a better TV station if you could put I Love Lucy on <laughs> because it was so hot. A lot of you listeners may not even. Uh, identify with that. But still, it was hot, hot, hot. When you had it on there, it lifted your whole show. And uh, you could sell a lot of stuff with it because you had it. And so uh, I said right off the bat, when I got involved to the other owners, uh, we've got to become the I Love Lucy of uh, of these networks, because uh, we need to be that kind of, if you will, demand so that they want us and they'll pay a premium for it so that uh, they can get a lot of the other fundamentals of station and business and those economics uh, better off.
0: Demarcus Lawrence said some things yesterday about how he's feeling that I, I was kind of surprised by how concerned should the fan base be? How concerned is the team about how his knee and foot are
1: doing right now?
2: Well, uh, we got a good report on that and uh, uh, it's certainly uh uh, something that uh, we will be monitoring, but that'll be it. he can uh, he can play, and uh, it's not uh, uh, grabbing him in a way that uh, restricts his uh, restricts his ability to uh, to push off, if you will. And so um, it's an important part of his repertoire, of course, to be able to push off. So, uh, but uh, I don't, uh, and I sure don't see it as an issue this weekend.
1: So, Jerry, we were having a discussion yesterday about Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, two premium weapons for the Minnesota Vikings, and we were deciding which one should the Cowboys try to shut down the most. So let's ask the owner general manager. Which player are you most concerned with on the Minnesota Vikings?
2: Oh, I, I think uh, uh, you pick your poison, and uh, uh, you're, that's, the, that's the trick. Uh, you're going to have to uh, balance it out there. Uh, I think you're going to, I think the key word there is balance. I know that's a cop out, uh, but um, uh, uh, that cook makes plays boy. He, he moves the yards, moves the yardstick. So, so uh, he's uh, uh, important. Uh, that quarterback's no slouch. He's really, a, uh, he's really an outstanding quarterback and uh, we've, he's been around uh, a lot with his Washington tenure up there for us, but uh, Make no mistake about it; he can win the ball games, and uh, so you put that uh, those three together out there, and uh, they've they've got a really outstanding team, outstanding. And so uh, uh, we we've uh, this is all we want here next few days to get this done.
0: Now, I since we mentioned Demarcus Lawrence, I was kind of curious the progression of Anthony Brown health wise, but also what does Anthony Brown mean to this defense?
2: Well, he's uh, just always, uh, uh, he's always overperformed. I think that's the best way to say it. He did it when he got his opportunity to come with the team. He uh, outran his uh, draft status. He, uh, uh, he just has always exceeded uh, the expectations. And uh, he is a consummate pro. He sees the picture, postcard of how to get better. So uh, uh, it's, uh, it, it's important to have him out there for us.
1: The uh, a lot of people are kind of up in arms uh, recently. This week, Jerry is and Dominic and Sue joins the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that feels like it's already pretty stacked. I know they've had some injuries, and they said let's go add another piece to it. And that player was out there. The Cowboys ever have contact with uh, with Sue and want to, and desire to have that guy on the field?
2: No, uh, no, we haven't had. We didn't have contact. No, and uh, uh, I like where we are with our big boys in the middle. And uh, I like the, what we're trying to accomplish. We've got some very talented, very talented guys that prototype fit us perfectly to go with what we're trying to do with our edge rushing and really our internal pressure. No, I like our bunch. And that's, that's got everything to do with it.
0: Well, I think this pretty much answers the question then, but so no concern about falling behind in the sports arms race with the Eagles or anything like that.
2: <laughs> well, uh, uh, again, I don't want to sound like I'm underappreciating what the Eagles are. And he's a player that makes plays, and he's, uh, he's uh, got uh, – he's, he's well – we all know what we're dealing with with him. But uh, uh, there's two questions here. Number one, what are we going to be dealing with when we're playing him? But the other question is, okay, how about uh, – what about the decision not to go get him like Philadelphia did? That's two totally different questions.
1: Jerry, when the Packers look like uh, they kind of went back to their ways last night, and I did bring up yesterday with uh, Kevin and Mike, the, the Cowboys always have a target. They're always going to get some other team's best because it's an opportunity. Uh, it's a really opportunity to show something. But when you see the Packers look bad last night, does it frustrate you that you let that one slip away, seeing that that team wasn't quite what that team looked like against you guys on Sunday?
2: Well, uh, uh, frankly... Uh, but there were parts of that game that uh, I thought we were, so to speak, looking good. Uh, I'll be very candid with you. I didn't think we'd lose that ball game early in the fourth quarter. But so much for that. That's not what you've got in football or the NFL. But uh, uh, by, by, all, by all measurements, uh, we should, uh, uh, when we get in those kind of situations, we got to come out with a win. you you, you got to
0: do you like then hearing micah saying it was disgusting and jaron kerr saying we should be angry we should be frustrated that's the kind of attitude you need after a loss like that right
2: well i sure do a frustration uh uh is easy to say but that is the uh, that is the deal we uh uh you know, you know, uh, these—it's hard to win these ball games, and everybody keeps saying that. But I've been hearing that since Troy Aikman was saying that right after he got in the NFL. This mm-hmm. is hard,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's because all the other teams are as talented as they are as well. But when we get a situation going like we had it up there the other day, um, it was all going for us. So we got to close it, and uh, the 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 hope is that we will really learn something there. Now, I don't recommend that. A way to get an education
1: as a strategy
2: yeah <laughs> i don't rec- recommend that at all but we should learn from that and uh we haven't uh we haven't uh, eliminated ourselves in any way in terms of getting to where we want to go so uh we just should dwell on every aspect of it if taking a little part of it uh, today or tomorrow and getting mad about it if taking a little part of it and, and throwing a pillow or doing something all that's good stuff i think
0: and I certainly agree about y'all have not been eliminated and still have the potential to go where you want to go. How important will these next two games be in determining whether or not that path is still viable?
2: Yeah, every quarter. Every quarter is uh, 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 so uh, uh, such a premium. Uh, every possession, and uh, boy, I can measure with you probably the number of possessions and get it within 3 or 4% that we're going to have over the rest of the regular season. Boy, we've got to make each one of those count. We've got to start making early some first downs on our initial possession. We need to move the chains. That's hard to not go out there and several times step up there like we did Sunday and, uh, and uh, not uh, get a first down on your first possession. So all of that, I mean, it's easy to point to. We can see it. And, by the way, we do have solutions. We have solutions. We've got personnel solutions and we have uh, great awareness about uh, uh, I think what this is going to take with our coaching staff and uh, the other thing is that uh, where we can we're trying to improve the team where we can
1: we had a Sean and RJ have Michael Irvin on every week and he was talking about Justin Jefferson and the competitiveness of this person and how he's been told there have been people that have said that that Michael Irvin is the most competitive person ever and this guy might be the next. And I was just kind of curious on, you know, knowing Michael Irvin, the way you did and his work that he put in and seeing what Justin Jefferson has become this early in his career, what are your thoughts on that player and seeing him this week against Diggs?
2: Well, you're, you're, you're tempted to, uh, go to Jefferson's competitiveness and, uh, not just his athletic ability, but his competitiveness. Uh, and, uh, that is the case. And, uh, uh, you can um, you can take that competitiveness, and you can build world champions around it, and that's exactly what we did with the Cowboys. Uh, Michael was our heart and soul of our team, and uh, he had he was a perfect guy to build around. He had his foibles, he had his uh, uh, mess ups, but he just simply I mean he'd be down there between two of days when everybody else is catching a little rest for the afternoon practice. Those were padded two-a-days. And he'd be out there on the football field running with his pads on between the practices. And the night before, he'd probably been out most of the night.
1: <laughs> uh, we're, we're working, obviously, right? Sure.
2: Well, my point is, <laughs> uh, living it living it uh, to its nth degree, uh, living life. Uh-huh. Uh, competitive, I don't so much want to use that word there, just just getting the most out of it, just getting the absolute most out of it, the most out of his relationships on the team, gouging, pushing people to get better. We're talking- Harper was our other receiver, and boy, he, uh, uh, Harper uh, should, uh, uh, frankly, have given Mike a cut of his check because Mike really helped Harper be the player he was
0: talk with Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. I I, got to know, and I know we'll circle back into the Cowboys, but I was really curious. The World Cup is about to start, and then the 2026 World Cup is going to be around these parts. How confident are you that AT&T Stadium is going to play a prominent part in the next World Cup?
2: I think we are going to play a prominent part, and we will have aspirations of playing some of the most prominent parts, and that's the trick. And so I think that's possible, and uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pull out all the stops to uh, the, get the uh, highest positions we possibly can
1: the i I was kind of curious too the Browns and Bill's game got moved this weekend, and what's the inner workings like how stressful is that to kind of make a game a move from one city and you know the feeling on where that all is going to another city and not necessarily having that home game
2: yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Us doing that, and uh, we were, by the way, we were under consideration, I think, uh, one of two or three teams that they were going to come here this weekend and play it here. But uh, uh, it, uh, you know, it's a change, and uh, uh, it's certainly, uh, I don't know of anybody that would trade that situation for a home game. And so it's a step down, step back uh, from uh, having to uh, get, uh, from getting a home game.
0: Do you have any insight or can you tell us anything about why it didn't end up coming here and went to Detroit instead?
2: No, I do not. And uh, uh, it could be any number of things. Uh, uh, The the way I know is uh, we're put in the queue and and asked, can we handle it? Are we available? Could we do it? Yes, 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 we can. Uh, And then they made a decision. The... uh, The...
1: the, um... Are you feeling like you want, you want, need to see Zeke out there this weekend after, I I feel like there were some moments in the game against Green Bay where you would have liked to have been an opportunity to run late in that game. And I know you're trying to, you know, make sure he's there for late in the season, but how are you feeling on his health right now?
2: We're always better off as a team in any series. uh, We're better off with his availability. He may not be out there on that series, but we are a better team when we've got him and got him available. And the uh, de- defense is well aware, more than anybody, of his uh, impact and his availability. So I'm glad to have him back. and does look like he's going to be available.
0: Well, we appreciate the time, as always, good sir, and hopefully the next time we talk with you, you'll have not one but two victories.
2: All right, guys, let's go get him in Minnesota.
0: There you go, Jared Jones, right here on 105.3, the fan.
2: Really cut
1: him off there at the end. Kevin has huh? cut it. He cut him off like three times today. What's up was with that? Twice. It was twice. That was the second
0: one. I, I thought. Are you okay, Kevin? I thought he was done. Just because they lost a
1: game doesn't mean you need to cut <laughs> off the owner and general manager.